0: Stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host Mike Distefno from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. Hit me up on Twitter at Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. And if you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well; that would be fantastic. Uh, today, I'm going to be joined by Trey Matthews of the Locked On Devils podcast. Trey, what's going on, bud?
1: Uh, you know, work is causing me all sorts of stress, and I am just so glad that uh. uh winter break for my school is almost, is almost here. That's if I'm being 100% <laughs> honest with you. What well, you're,
0: you're, you're what, you're going on vacay next week?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going back home. So, you know, got, got, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I'm going insane.
0: So where are you based? Are you based out of, out of uh, New Jersey?
1: Uh, I'm actually close to New Jersey. So my family uh, on my mom's side is actually from New Jersey. Uh, right now we reside in Philadelphia And I go to New Jersey quite frequently, especially during the summer times to go to the Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. Uh, My grandmother and aunt live in Trenton. So uh, yeah, I I have uh, roots in New Jersey. They actually brought me up as a Devils fan.
0: Right on, right on. Well, well, we'll get to some Devils talking a little bit, and the Leafs and Devils made a trade earlier this offseason, and we'll certainly touch on that. But one of the big storylines that we got to touch on today that we'll both be discussing uh, is kind of this return to play hitting a bit of a snag here. Uh, not too sure if you saw this, but there was some news that came down probably about last night that there were some rumblings that the owners wanted to kind of reopen talks a little bit with the players, and they had a conversation yesterday. Seems like they want to have the players defer 16% more of their salaries after already agreeing to defer 10% of them um, further into the future and trying to defer 10, 16% of next year's salaries. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, man? Like, do, do you think that this is kind of good faith? Like they just hammered out a CBA no more than what, four, three, four months ago. And they were already like, yeah, look, we need a little bit more coming away from you guys. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how to feel about it.
1: Okay, so uh, obviously nothing is set in stone, especially during this pandemic. Anything – if 2020 has taught me anything, and I've stated this on my show, everything and anything is possible. So uh, you really you really cannot plan for stuff like this. So, yeah, you, you uh, sorted it out about three or four months ago, but unfortunately, uh, the projections in terms of how much revenue they would lose and things of that nature was a little off. it's not just in the NHL. It's also in the NBA. It's also in the MLB uh, because uh, also in the NFL, uh, once their season is over more than likely, it's because in uh, those major sports is they they lost a lot of finance because uh, there's a lot more factors than people think uh, go into uh, planning for stuff like that because you you got to know like a lot of owners, they lost a lot of money due to the lack of ticket sales. They've lost a lot of money because they had to put this bubble together. They lost a lot of money because, you know, the, the, their TV time was uh, a little different and they're competing with other sports. So, you know, the NHL is competing with sports that, you know, usually don't really happen at around that time. Right. Or, you know, like uh, they were competing with the NBA and the NBA was in their playoffs. That usually doesn't happen. So, um because usually the NHL finishes up their season after well, the, play, the NBA. The playoffs so, kind of go. Know.
0: The playoffs go kind of hand to hand a little bit um, between the the NHL and NBA. But the you know then you're battling with MLB. Uh, so the MLB was out there, and, and that's something that you're not usually battling with, uh, and that's just another entity that they were going with. Plus, you had. People focused on the uh, coronavirus. Plus, you had people focused on the election that was coming up in the U.S. So there was so much that went against it. My question, though, and this is kind of where I where I I, I want to have somebody on to talk about it, to bounce it through. Like, how did these owners like were they mistaken for thinking that they would be able to have people in the building when the next season started? Like, as far as I'm concerned, I wasn't expecting to have people in the in the building you know, this new year. And if that was part of their revenue that they factored into it, I mean, where were they getting these stats from and who were they talking to that allowed them to put this into their revenue when they were trying to negotiate in good faith back in uh, back in June?
1: Well, there's no clear-cut answer. There's a, a multitude of answers. So basically what you just said is one of those answers, which is, you know, they anticipated for fans to get back into arenas at most maybe like 50% at most. So, you know, they're planning for that, but obviously it, where I'm at in Michigan, there's a lockdown right now for the next three weeks. So things like that are very unpredictable. So, um, you know, they, they were targeting and they, it was just one of those things where they just planned too far ahead and the anticipation just didn't go the way they wanted to go. Because like I said, the Stanley cup uh, finals numbers, the, I don't know if you've seen the TV ratings down 60%.
0: Yeah. It was um, brutal
1: compared to last, compared to last year. So imagine all that television money that was lost and, you know, you have to play a certain amount of games to get that television revenue uh, because, you know, they have that deal with NBC. You also uh, have to keep the players happy. You have to uh, make sure that, you know, you're, that you're trying to compensate for for ticket sales loss. And because, you know, you can't just rely on sponsorships and Jersey numbers, you, you, you need other things. So there's no clear cut answer, but uh, one of the answers you gave, which is, you know, Um, just planning too far ahead or maybe just like wanting more fans in attendance. I'm I'm sure that was in the talks, but I'm Mm. sure they didn't know it was set in stone, but it's this year, it's going to depend on where the area is. So in, uh, in, in a state like California, I wouldn't expect to see any fans in attendance, but in a state like Florida, there will be people in attendance. It's going to depend more on where the area is. And also, uh, I know they did this in the NBA, but in the NHL, are there any talks about like maybe uh, the, some of the Canadian teams coming down to the States to, you know, just reside in, in a bubble? Like what what's going on?
0: So actually, uh, I mean, what we're hearing up here is the potential of there being an all Canadian division and just having all seven Canadian teams do a bit of a division realignment and have them all kind of bubble up. Uh, somewhere along Canada, whether it's in Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, wherever it may be, and then just kind of have all the American teams also split up into new different divisions, and then have the season just kind of be a whole bunch of newness, I guess, when it comes to to, to realignment and 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 allow the American teams to play each other, and then allow the Canadian teams to play each other, and then hopefully, you know, with with the news of a a, a potential. Um, Uh, here for the virus coming out, there's been news about it, that by the time that the playoffs roll around come April, potentially they would feel comfortable opening up borders and allowing a lot more cross-border traffic between the two uh, countries. But... I don't know. Nothing's been set in stone. Obviously, this is just things that are being talked about. I know that other sports like the NBA and and MLB, you're talking just one Canadian team. So it's pretty easy for that one team to relocate. But we're talking seven Canadian teams here in the NHL. And you got to remember, the NHL is king here in Canada. Right. So if you take them all out of those markets, that's that's not going to go over very well up north here.
1: No, but at the same time, you know, we can't take uh, the 24 other teams up to Canada. No, so that no. would be, you know,
0: and, and that's, plus that's the yeah, well, that's something that that I trust me, I do not envy Gary Bettman like this is going to be a very tough, tough year for Bettman. It already has been and I don't envy him because he's got to try and make all these deci- uh, all these decisions while trying to keep the players as happy as possible, also the owners as happy as possible, and just kind of get back to this whole deferment of 16% of their salaries. I think it is also important to say that deferment doesn't mean that they're cutting salaries by 16% also. Um, it just means that they're going to try and pay them later on. And uh, I I read an article in The Athletic by Pierre Lebrun, um, the head columnist there, And he said that there's a big difference between deferring and prorated salaries like you saw in MLB. And I'll just quickly read uh, the quote here. It said, it should be noted that the NHL is not asking to prorate salaries for a shortened season, which had long been speculated, but rather defer more player salary money. There's an, an important distinction there because salary deferral means that the players would still get what's theirs, but some of it a few years down the road instead of getting it all this season, whereas prorated means that the money is out the window and they'll never see it again. So there is a difference. It's not like the owners are asking these players to take a pay cut. They're just saying, look, we just need to kick it down the road a little bit more because we're not getting the money we expected to get this season. But next year, when Seattle has to come in and when Seattle has to pay up that bid, then they get a whole influx of of money coming into the, into the league and to the owners, maybe they'll feel more comfortable uh, allowing them to, to give them more money then as opposed to having to give them all of their money now.
1: Right. And we saw this at the MLB when they were uh, doing their debate and there was actually a threat that the season would be canceled because they couldn't get to an agreement. So uh, the the real question is like, who do you side with more, the commissioner or the players? Because the commissioner is like, listen, I write your paychecks and we're losing money. So I need you to also sacrifice because I'm sacrificing for you as well. But the players are like, without me, you have no business. Like, Uh, I'm the reason why you're making so many Jersey sales. I'm the reason why people are putting their butts in seats. Like, you know, like, so it's like, it's a debate, like saying like, listen, I get where you're coming from, but you have to understand where we're coming from. And, you know, without, uh, I, I say this when I first joined the lockdown podcast network, when I was talking about, uh, the, the issue of just canceling a season flat out way easier said than done because it does affect next year. So if there's no communication, if there's no agreement between the players association, and also the commissioner, you can really uh, see what would happen. Uh, Take the NHL, for example, back in 2005 when there was no season at all.
0: Yeah, I I don't think that's going to happen. I hope that's not going to happen. I I need to see hockey in the next couple of months, and I think it'd be way too costly on both ends for them to to cancel the season, especially with uh, an expansion coming up. But I think it's also important just to remember, too, that the NHL is technically only entitled to 50% of hockey revenue, and if they're not making all that money back, they're just going to have to pay it back in escrow anyway. So a big portion of why they're asking these teams or these players to defer their salaries pretty much just so that they don't have to pay as much. Well, not so that they don't, they're not doing it in their best interest. They're doing it for the league's best interest, but essentially it'll just allow them to have to pay less escrow down the road. So it's more so just spreading out the money a little bit over the next couple of years, as opposed to having to pay these all up front, all at once. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Right. But, you know, like I said, nothing is ever – if 2020 has taught me anything, it's just that anything and everything is possible. Nothing is uh, clear and cut and dry as people make it out to be. There's always a a magnitude of just different outcomes and scenarios. And you know what? Like, we're not done with 2020 just yet. So uh, we could be in for one more or two or three more big surprises. So I really hope the NHL can really get into an agreement soon because we just saw uh, a couple days ago that the ECHL, that uh, six of their uh, teams have decided to opt out of the season mm-hmm. and they're set to take the ice in less than a month. So, you know, we're seeing how hectic that is and how scrambled it is. And, you know, um, like like I said, canceling a season is way easier said than done because unfortunately, if you cancel a season, it does affect next season because the CBA will get messed up. Then you're going to have to do negotiations, and potentially there would be no season because there would be no uh, agreement. So, like you, so like to, if anyone's confused as to what I'm saying, so let's say you cancel this season, then next season will will be just totally messed up, and then the season after, probably no season again because you know the CBA will get messed up. People are losing money and. Uh, you know, you could really put yourself in a bankrupt situation. Yeah. So, you know, this is why, why, why I was telling people like, you know, oh, they should just cancel the season. It's not important. You know, things are bigger than hockey. i like, that's way easier said than done.
0: Oh, for sure, and, and and up here in Canada, we got the Canadian Football League. They actually folded their season this year, and now it's a question mark whether or not they're going to be able to have a season next year, and if you go two years, a, a league that is pretty gate-driven, I mean, now there's even talks about can they even survive this pandemic if they can't get things uh, on the rails, so I could only imagine the NHL uh, possibly could end up in the same predicament because the NHL, unlike uh, the NBA and NFL, certainly more gate-driven than the other major sports uh, in North America. What do you think is a realistic timeline for when the, the league does start up? Because I'm of the belief that this will eventually get solved. And just like we, we mentioned, I think both sides understand the uh, magnitude of what a lockout could do to this league and, and what it could do for everybody involved. So I believe that, that this will get situated. It's just a little bit of a, a snag, bit of a speed bump, and we'll eventually get back to playing some hockey uh, sometime in the new year. But what do you think is is probably most likely the target date here that the NHL, uh, I guess a realistic date that you can see the NHL dropping the puck?
1: January. That That's how realistic I'm seeing it right now. Like Jan 1 right now, or?
0: Like, that's what they've said January 1st. Is that realistic, though? Right.
1: Um, as long as you don't have any more big issues, because right now they're at a speed bump. But, you know, the thing with uh, uh you should know about Michigan roads are absolutely terrible. So, like, <laughs> as you keep on going and going and going, the road gets worse, worse and worse. So but, you know, you could take a back road and uh, the, the road will be just fine. So as long as that they try to avoid that bumpy road and, you know, thus you're getting a flat tire and thus you you're you delay about an hour or two, then, you know, then, you know, I I think they'll, they'll be fine. Just take the back road and just try to figure out alternatives. And you have to come to a compromise at worst comes to worst. similar to what um, two sports. I want to give an example of like, you can either be Rob Manfred of the MLB, or you could be Adam Silver of the NBA, which is, you know, both of those commissioners, uh, one is really liked, the other is, <laughs> is really hated. It's a joke. <laughs> one is liked, one is hated. One got things done, came up with a plan, and uh, got got it underway. The other, they didn't even play half of their season, and now you know people are just like, "And don't tell Jason of Locked On Ducks that I said this, but I think an asterisk is should be placed next to that World Series um, World Series title because um, you know you can't play not even half of your season and then call yourself a champion. Just no way.
0: Uh, I don't know if I'll go go that far just because I think the Dodgers are the best team at baseball and they would have won anyways. But uh, let's let's take a quick break here. When we return, the Leafs and Devils had themselves uh, an off-season trade. So we'll get to that. We'll discuss that. And then we're going to play – a game that I like to play here on this podcast called Cosign No Sign. So we'll get all to that next. But first, let me tell you guys about Built Go. It's the Built Bar's newest product. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Break through your wall, whether it's mental or a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take in one-and-a-half-ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power you through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get you through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It's got three delicious flavors. You can get either peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, or chocolate mint. How's the Built Go work so well? Well, let me tell you, the Built Go combined Energy gel with collagen protein. And the collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BilkGo.com and use the promo code locked to you can get twenty percent off your next order. Use promo code locked for twenty percent off BilkGo.com. Let's go. Welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Uh, Mike DiStefano still with you being joined by Locked On Devils host Trey Matthews and we're gonna go over this off-season trade that happened a little bit uh, earlier in the off-season between the Leafs and the Devils. I nearly forgot about it to be honest with you and we were getting ready to record and I'm like oh here's what we're gonna talk about and then Trey you're like yeah I want to ask you about uh, Andreas Janssen. I'm like I almost forgot that he was a New Jersey devil. Um, so for those who, like me, don't remember the trade, uh, Andreas Janssen sent pack into New Jersey for Joey Anderson. Uh, essentially, this was a way for Toronto to get Janssen's cap off the books so that they could do what they had to do throughout the offseason. Uh, but what, were, what are your thoughts as a uh, for, you know out of New Jersey? You guys excited about this move and excited about bringing Janssen into the club?
1: Absolutely. So I know that since the New Jersey Devils are a rebuilding team, that they were willing to take on bigger contracts, you know, and be salary dump places for contending teams like the, uh, the Maple Leafs and Johnson actually a really good player. So I, I, I'm liking that. Cause I wasn't a big fan of the Ryan Murray trade, but uh, for, for Johnson, you know, his, his, uh, his, um, his contract uh, grants him two, at least two more seasons with the New Jersey devils. So he signed for this season, next season. And then uh, after the 2022, 2023 season, he'll be, uh, he'll be a free agent. So uh, he's guaranteed to be in New Jersey for a few more years. He's put up some great numbers that you guys should you know be aware of. So like in 2018, 2019, putting up 43 points with 20 goals and 23 assists. And uh, you know, he's a young guy. He's a, He's only, um, he's only 25 years old, so I, I believe he can be a great asset for the New Jersey Devils for a rebuilding team like us because, you know, we need something. We need something to get excited about, and, you know, um, we didn't give up much for him. Obviously, I know this was a salary dump for you guys, so you're not really concerned about his, uh, his level of play. But here's another thing that I think he brings to the table. So recently we signed goalie uh, Corey Crawford to a two-year deal. And the one thing I like about Crawford is that he has a uh, background experience in playing the stanley cup finals so that's what the new jersey devils need we need uh, a shift of our culture because i think we forgot how to win and for johnson even though he doesn't have stanley cup finals uh experience he still has playoff experience right and you know i think that's what he can bring to the table for our team so he's a great player he can still develop he's still very young we still have him for a few more years which i like about because it was one of the things that i didn't like about the ryan murray trade is that he's only signed for one more year so it's like give or take, like, you know, what if, what if it just doesn't work out? I'm seeing too many risks than upside. But for Johnson, I'm like, okay, we have him for a few more years. He can develop. He has playoff experience. He's great. And, you know, yes, he's expensive, but at the same time, you know, we can't be picky or choosy. We, as a, as a rebuilding team, you know, we're just going to be, we're, we're going to be a salary dump for both teams. So uh, in fits, we trust in our general manager, we trust <laughs> he's making good moves.
0: You know what? I think it's a win-win for everybody because, you know, yes, this was technically a cap dump for Toronto, but he's a good player. Like, he's a useful player. He's somebody who can play up and down your lineup if you need him to plug him in on the first line. He spent tons of time next to Austin Matthews, and he was very good next to him, uh, you know, in the time that he spent there. He can literally play first line, second line, third line, fourth line, somebody who you can just plug and play wherever you need him to. Uh, he's a good player. He can play on the second power play and just eat up minutes. Like He's just a solid middle six player, I would say, who you can count on to to score a little bit. There was a time last year, there was a 30-game span, I remember, uh, or the year before. Yeah, the year before. A 30-game span where he scored, uh, he had 27 points in 30 games, and I was thinking to myself, man, this Janssen has really come out of nowhere and just... The numbers didn't add up. We needed to cut salary. Um, He became a little bit expendable when he got injured, and, and Ilya Mikheyev kind of took his spot in the middle six there. And at the end of the day, I think that Toronto was better off giving him an opportunity to play elsewhere, and New Jersey seems like welcoming him with open arms. I think it's a good move for both sides.
1: Well, listen, we'll welcome anyone who uh, has <laughs> decent numbers with uh, open arms because, like I said, we don't really have many options because nobody wants to come to New Jersey to play, especially if we're not winning. The only the only way you can convince someone to come to New Jersey is if we're, like, title contenders, but we're not that. So uh, no offense to anyone who's listening to this, but, you know, just just saying we're not the ideal <laughs> spot to, to come and play hockey in. But, you know, I think we have a good culture, and I think Jansen will uh, fit in well with um, – with our organization. And also like, uh, uh, last year, you know, Jack Hughes didn't do too well. And, you know, I've been so critical of him on my show. I even talked trash to his brother when his brother came up to my college to play against our hockey team, almost started a fight, <laughs> but almost started a fight by the way. Uh, sorry, sorry, dad. Hold um, on. I got to hear that so- story.
0: I, I got to hear that story. Please expand on that. You can't just drop that and then not move on. You're talking about Quinn Hughes or Luke Hughes, Luke. You got to tell me about this story.
1: Okay. I've talked about it on my show before. So what happened was is that um, he plays for Team USA, so that uh, travel hockey team that uh, has a lot of great young prospects. So, like, uh, Jake Sanderson has played on Team USA, who was selected in this year's draft. I think Drysdale has also played for Team USA. So uh, Team USA came up to Adrian College to play us in a in a scrimmage. And um, I, I see Hughes on the on the uh, on the rink, but the thing was there was two Hugheses. There was L Hughes, which is Luke Hughes, the younger brother of Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes, mm-hmm. and there was uh, a J Hughes, which uh, surprisingly and coincidentally his name was Jack Hughes, but he has no relation to the Hughes brothers at all. So. I'm, I'm, I'm on the uh, – where where am I on the rink? I'm on the southwest corner of the rink. I'm with the team that I do play-by-play for. I'm just standing, and I'm having a good time. I'm banging against the glass, and I see Hughes. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that uh, Jack Hughes' little brother? Because I knew it was Team USA. I was like, is, is that his brother who's committed to play at the University of Michigan? And someone was like, yeah, yeah, that's him. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I, I'm just banging on the glass. Hey, I'm yelling from the top of my lungs. I'm like, hey, Hughes, your brother sucks. He's a disgrace. <laughs> Oh, He's a disgrace. Man. Like you suck, like your brother. He he plays like uh, uh, I'm. I'm. I don't know if you want to put the expletive on this episode, but I'll just uh, be FCC friendly. He's playing like S word, you know, <laughs> from the top of my lungs. And and um, one of the uh, there was a parent who was sitting next, who was standing right next to me, and. Uh, he's like, Hey, 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 it was his first year. Like, like chill, like, you know, give him a chance. Like, you know, I was like, and I'm getting in that parent's face. I'm like, no, he played like garbage. He played like shit. Oh crap. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and, and you know, and, and I'm getting in his face. And one of the players on my team, she was like, Trey, calm down. You're about to start a fight. And then I, I stopped. And then I'm going over to talk to one of the players I do play by play for. And, uh, uh, an adult comes up behind me and he whispers in my ear. He's like, you know, that was Jack Hughes' dad. And I almost, oh, and no. my, my heart sank. My oh. heart sank. And, and I thought I was about to crap my fans. I'm like, uh-oh, what oh. did I just do? So I go over I go over and apologize. I'm like, I am so sorry. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm not actually Jack Hughes's father. I, I, I am Jack Hughes's father, but not the Jack Hughes you were thinking of. Because oh. like, like I told you, <laughs> there were two Hughes's. There was Jack Hughes, who has no correlation of the Hughes brothers. And then there's Luke Hughes, the younger brother of Quinn and Jack. So who are in the NHL. So, uh, he, he was, he said, I was just doing that to teach you a lesson. Cause That's you know, funny. you gotta be careful. He was like, you gotta be careful cause you never know who's like standing next to you. So, uh, you know, he, 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 was a, he was a great sport about it. And I said, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You got me. And so, yeah, I, I was like, okay, maybe I gotta be a little more, uh, cautious of my surroundings and, things like that so yeah I, I was trying to meet with luke hughes after the game too before he got on the team bus because i wanted him to appear on my show and, and something like that but uh, i missed him. but yeah i, I know i know I'm, it, it's a double standard but hey <laughs> what, what are you gonna do that's
0: awesome that's an amazing story dude i can't believe you were just gonna just try and wash right past that that's something that my fans here at locked on leafs needed to hear for sure um but you're just a a passionate fan that that apparently wears it on his sleeve, man that's all that is just a passionate guy and when it comes to the Hughes and I mean even hes you could throw in the into the ring there too two number one picks who so far have not lived up to the hype as an Austin Matthews observer, I don't know what that's like, but I'm sure it's not great
1: <laughs> <laughs> very funny very funny. I get it.
0: What are the expectations of those guys going forward though? Because I was pretty high on Nico Heisher and 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 Hughes as well for for that matter.
1: Okay, so I think for Heisher it's what you see, what you get. In fact, he's in talks to be our head captain next year. Hmm. Him and uh, him and Travis Zajac. They're they're in talks to to wear the C on their chest. So, you know, Heisher is just what you see, what you get kind of player. For Jack Hughes, very disappointing. No excuse. Like I don't know if you know this, but he was statistically the worst for first overall uh, pick statistically since the nineties. So, you know, all the first overall picks in the past years, whether you think they're a bus in this, uh, in this century, he's the worst since the nineties. I forget who, but you know, but yeah, statistically speaking. And also it's just like, I, I just my pen dropped when I saw that fact I'm like oh man um I think for Jack Hughes is he has to do better like he did better in certain circumstances when he was with the right line mates including like Taylor Hall so I hope a player like Andreas Janssen who's played with uh, uh, Matthews like you stated so uh you know maybe that can rub off on Jansen and Jansen can rub it off on Jack Hughes a little bit because let's be fair Quinn Hughes also didn't really have a good first uh year in the league but then second year he becomes an all-star and he's uh you know he took the league by storm so maybe the Hughes just get off to slow starts and you know uh team usa with luke hughes they lost that game to adrian college and that was adrian college's first game of the year and it was a scrimmage and team usa had already played a few games so maybe the Hughes just get off to slow starts and then they pick it up when uh like after a short amount of time but you know that, that's my opinion. So I think hey, Jack man. Hughes will do better, and he'll be given another chance.
0: For your sake, I hope so. I don't think you can afford to be getting any more scraps down at uh, down at the rink down there. Uh, We'll take one more quick break, and when we return, we're going to play some cosine, no sign. But before we do, let's tell you about one of today's show sponsor, Built Bar. I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They've got 18 amazing flavors and six brand new flavors that you want to check out. My favorite, Cookies and Cream. It is fantastic. But they also got Caramel Brownie, Cherry Barsia, carrot Cake, Apple, Almond Crisp, and that goes along with the other 12 original flavors. And we already know how much I love myself, my Peanut Butter Brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And best of all, the Built Bar is healthy, folks. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Let me tell you a little bit about the Peanut Butter Bar. It's got 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. I'm telling you. These bars are healthy, they're delicious, they're amazing. And right now, you can get a free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. You just got to go to BiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll receive 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a chance at a free cooler and 20% off at builtbar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Joining me, we have Trey Matthews of the Locked On Devils podcast. And we're going to play some co-sign, no no-sign. If you're new to the pod or haven't uh, heard of this game yet, it's quite simple, quite quite easy to play. But I've got three statements here that I'm going to read off. And I'm going to read it off. And if you agree with the statement, you're going to co-sign it and explain why. Or no-sign it and explain why if you disagree. You ready to go?
1: Uh, I'm ready. I'm nervous, but I'm ready.
0: All right, all right. That shouldn't be too too bad. Uh, I got one that has to do with the Metro Division, one that has to do with the Maple Leafs, and one that has to do with the Devils. So, we mix it up between yours and my team. So, we should be we should be good to go on this one. Uh, question number 1, co-sign or no sign? The New York Rangers will win the Metro Division next season. No sign. No sign. Is this like a Vendetta thing, or you actually aren't high on them? Because a lot of people are pretty high on the Rangers. I mean, plus they end up getting Alexi Lafreniere. They got, uh, you know, Artemi Panarin's uh, arguably an MVP. Sturkin. he's coming in for a full season. I, I-, I don't know. I might be co signing this one, but explain why you no know sign.
1: Okay, the Devils are a really – I'm sorry, not the Devils. The Rangers are a very young team, similar to the Devils, and obviously the Rangers are a few steps up. Obviously they have Lafreniere on their team, but I think they still need like maybe a year or two to gel because last year, uh, thanks to Lindy Ruff, uh, they had one of the worst defenses in all of the league, and obviously they got rid of Stahl, so that will help them out tremendously. (laughs) But, um, you know – I, I just think that uh, the Rangers just need a little bit more time to develop their young guys and get their veteran players under them. So I think they're, they're heading in the right direction. And obviously they're uh, full steam ahead versus the devils who are just like a steamboat. Like the Rangers are like a subway going to the next station. And the, the devils are like a steamboat. They're merrily making their way there. But I think the Rangers just need one more year. They just need one more year in my opinion.
0: All right, moving on to question number two. The Toronto Maple Leafs is Canada's best team. cosine or no sign? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't like all that cackling.
1: No sign. What do you No mean? sign. Most popular, sure. Most popular, fine. But not the best. Who's Absolutely the best? not. Who's the best? Who's the best? Yeah, I mean, I like—I mean, I, I like a, a few other teams other than the Maple Leafs, including like, um, so I, I like the Canadians. I like—I uh, like Edmonton. I like the Jets. I just don't like the Maple Leafs.
0: Well, I, I mean, in terms of talent here, I, I'm not talking popularity for yourself. I'm talking in terms of talent.
1: All right, All, the all right. the right, Maple Leafs. All right, all right
0: have the best odds at winning a Stanley Cup for Canada co-sign or no sign
1: this is so difficult because they haven't done it in because none of us were alive the last time they did it yeah no so um
0: technically neither of us I, were alive I, the last time any Canadian team won a Stanley Cup
1: that's so surprising that, I know, uh, that trust me I know. Like, you know Canada is like the most popular sport for hockey and yet the last time they won a Stanley Cup when was it? I don't 93 know. 93 with the Canadians. Okay. 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 I'll be fair. I'll be fair. Yes. In terms of, I'll, I'll swallow my pride in terms <laughs> of talent. Yes. Yes. The, the Maple Leafs have the most talent, most likely to win the, the Stanley cup. Uh, I guess if they keep, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's been since the sixties, man. <laughs> I, I, I I'll say I wish them the best of luck, but, uh, for theoretically speaking, well, I'll say yes. I'll co-sign.
0: All right, all right. I just had I had to persuade you a little bit, but you finally came to your senses, so that's good.
1: This was this was really tough because I because this that was really tough because anyone who uh, listens to my show knows I'm not the biggest fan of the Maple Leaves, and I was <laughs> hoping and praying that you guys would not get the first overall pick.
0: Man, we would have too if that ball didn't come in and bump it out last second. The weighted ball, by the way, you know that. He dropped it because that ball was weighted. You know that. Should have. Tri- you know it. Should
1: have, would have, could have, didn't have.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I got one more for you. The Devils Christmas jerseys are the best reverse retros in the NHL. Cosign, no sign.
1: Okay, they're not Christmas jerseys, first and foremost.
0: <laughs> um, they're red, green, and, yellow, and white. Okay, Those are I, Christmas do jerseys. Do you know?
1: Okay, do you know? Okay. Um, I, I will say no sign that they're not the best. I'll admit they're not the best, but I think they're still great. So there we go. I'll, no sign to saying they're the greatest ones, but I still love the jerseys. I stated on my show. I think they're fire. Do you know why it's mostly green?
0: Uh, no, why? I know they okay, had like a little so, tinge of green back in like the, the old jerseys in the 90s, back when Shanny played, but why is it mostly green now? Just because it's okay. reversed?
1: No, it's story time. So All right. do you know why we're called do you know why we're called the devils? We're not named after Satan, first and foremost.
0: Uh, is it uh what was it, David Putney from Seinfeld? Nope. Nope. No, I do not know.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Have you ever heard there's this mythological creature called the Jersey Devil or the Leeds Devil. And it has like the head of a goat, it has like the body of a horse, and it has wings and uh there it it was like one of the biggest stories like last century like early last century like seriously like people were seeing all these sorts of sightings of it uh specifically in pine Barrens, new jersey and pine Barrens, new jersey it's just like a green field like it's it's like uh it's like uh greenland without the snow so um yeah that's why it's green because of pine Barrens, where the jersey devil supposedly reside and um uh, the Jersey Devil was actually like a huge deal. Like literally the Philadelphia Zoo put out a bounty for it. They said, if you can find that Jersey Devil and bring it to us, we will give you this sum of money. Literally, people had to stay home from school. People had like? to stay home from work. Um, so like I said, it has like the head of a goat, yeah. uh, so, body of a horse. This is like so, a mythological
0: like, the... creature and, and the, the zoo thought that this was a legitimate thing. It's like basically like yeah. Bigfoot, but like Jersey style.
1: Yeah, so it it, it it yeah essentially, so it resides somewhere in southern Jersey or uh, somewhere in Philadelphia, and uh, it's said to inhabit the pine barrens of South Jersey. And you know, so it so it, like had bat wings, horns, a goat head, horse body. <laughs> um, so like literally, like people have claimed they've seen it. Like there was this one time, there was a story that this farmer said that uh, all his crops were eaten, and like he saw something or. Like these kids, they were out at night and they saw it too. Like, I I obviously, like uh, I'm I'm forgetting it a little bit because like I said, this was one of the first episodes I covered when I joined this network. That was one of the first stories I did. So when you think of the New Jersey Devils, yes, you think of red, black and white. But the thing is, we are not named after Satan. We're actually named after a mythological creature, the Jersey Devil. So we're like the Bigfoots or we're like the abominable snowmen. We're uh, we're named after a mythological creature that people claim that they've seen. And, you know, people have fun with it. So Pine Barrens, New Jersey, it's like a it's like a a green area. So that's why there was green in the New Jersey Devils original uh, uniforms when they first uh, moved from Colorado. So that's why it's mostly green.
0: Interesting. I did not know that That That's some new information that I'll be putting in my noodle and. We'll see if I end up bringing that out uh, any other day. <laughs> Maybe sometime uh, I'll be, I'll be in like some sort of trivia and they'll be like, what is the mythological creature for the New Jersey devils and what color or ball? I don't know. Maybe it'll be some trivia answer for me someday.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Just say the reason it's green is because uh, it, it, it's said to have inhabited uh, Southern Jersey, Pine Barrens and Pine Barrens is, is green. It's like, Greenland.
0: Trey, really appreciate you joining me today. I hope you had some fun here on the Lockdown Lease podcast.
1: I've had a lot of fun.
0: All righty. We'll have to do it again down the road sometime for sure.
1: Just hit me up anytime.
0: All right, and that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow myself on Twitter, make it a score, Canuck. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. Trey, let the viewers know where they can find you on Twitter and also where they can find your podcast.
1: All right, Trey Matt 4, so T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T and the number 4 on Twitter. And Locked On Devils, literally spelled the same way, no hyphens, no space, no nothing on Twitter, and you can find uh, the Locked On Devils podcast wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: All right, guys. Definitely go and check them out. Uh, If you want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast, where myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow is actually the one-year anniversary of the firing of Mike Babcock. So we'll be reliving that one tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.